All right. Happiness is like a butterfly. <laughs> the more you chase and fixate on it, the more it will elude you. Wow. But, turn, but turn your back and focus on your attention on other things and it will come and sit quietly on your shoulder. If this is not a metaphor for meaty medicine, I don't know what is. <laughs> Welcome to Meaty Medicine, the right. philosophy podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Two episodes, seven days. You haven't asked for it, and yet we have delivered. We are the butterfly. But nay, we are two third-year medical students sitting down on a Sunday morning with coffees in hand, chewing the fat over the meatiest concepts in medicine. My name is Dwayne Quadros. On this cold, nipple-hardling day here in Ballarat, and I throw it over to one ravishingly good-looking man, Kevin Garvey. How's it going? <laughs> Dwayne, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, my body is coursing with adrenaline, actually. Is that all? Um, <laughs> I actually had an uh, encounter with a green monster in my bathroom this morning, which was, um, <laughs> which was a praying mantis, actually. And I'd never, oh, I don't think I've ever actually seen one before. My so goodness. it was quite an experience. And I attacked it with a hairdryer because oh. I was too scared to touch it. So I blew it into the corner of my bathroom and now I'm just looking at my closed door <laughs> in fear. So that's a problem I'll deal with after the podcast. So is, it, is it dead or is it just... No. Oh, right. Yeah. So anyway... Do you uh, use a hairdryer? Yeah, I, I had a hairdryer handy. So I was like, mate, you've got to work with your environment. <laughs> Why a hairdryer is part of your environment is the real question. <laughs> But um, fair enough. Mate, how's it going? How besides the besides the praying mantis? How's, how's it going? Yeah, mate, I'm excited to knock this episode out. That we've got, we've up the production value. Oh yeah, yeah, to the next level, really. Um, we're awesome. both here kitted with mics <laughs> of the low budget end. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Mine's low budget, mate. You're. Yeah. You're raking that. You're raking that good cash in. The <laughs> cash. Um, yeah, so you can hear Dwayne's dulcet tones oh, yeah. all the more clearly. So, oh, yeah. and me asphyxiating and laughing <laughs> <laughs> with much more clarity. So, I can actually hear the praying mantis creeping closer. Is what I can hear. Oh, but look, God. you mentioned mics, man. And I just want to start off with a few shout outs, if that's okay, oh, right. okay. with you. Uh, the first is to Kalen. Kalen, I'm not sure of his last name, uh, but Kalen, who works at the JB High Five in Melbourne Central, um, not only did he recommend me a microphone that promoted my voice but conserved my pockets, but also he's an MD1 student, Kalen, at Ballarat, oh. at, at, at Melbourne, and he's going to be in Ballarat next year. So, um, oh. you know, we just want to we just want to throw it to Kalen and say, mate, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family, you know, and uh, just get through first year. And, uh, yeah, we hope to see you in the clinical space. And uh, JB Hi-Fi Melbourne Central for all of your sound techniques. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, hello, yeah. Caelan. And um, should, we, should we get into Let's a start. Let's start, mate. Look, so, Caven, we've had a lot of um, positive feedback this week over the new – I know it's hard to believe – We've also had a lot of negative feedback, but I'm going to focus on the positive. We've had a lot, <laughs> we've had a lot of positive feedback because uh, 
we had an inspired change of format last week. Mm. And the fact that we went away from the didactic, focusing on just one condition approach mm. um, of last year and, and the pre. My God, this has dragged on for a long period of time. <laughs> and we've now gone on to approaching it like we do in the hospital, working through presentations. Yeah. And I think last week you served up one of the most, if not the most meatiest presentation, which oh, was chest pain. Fantastically done. And I thought to myself, do we pull off this week? Do we go for some aperitifs? No. <laughs> we sock it to the man and we go with possibly equal meatiness, wow. if not slightly under. And so today we're going to be talking about Mary Smith Hamrose. Oh, no way. She's back. Wait, the Hamroses are back in town. Frequent flyers. This is Frequent huge. So flyers. what is the relation of Mary to Dwight? Right. So Dwight Hamrose, if you remember, was our, was our portly 55-year-old man last week. Sorry, I thought you said healthily rotund man. Um, this is the greatest juxtaposition of all time. Um, who had come in with an AMI, I think we had decided. And the only note we had was that he was running after his wife, Mary Smith Ambrose. <laughs> we remember. We remember. And it's now been four weeks since, right. that, since that episode. And Mary Smith Ambrose herself is a rather portly, portly individual. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, she's good. I mean, she loves the ham, so does he. Um, <laughs> and, and so this case sees us back in the emergency department. Mm. We're interns again. And it's about 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh. It's about 3 a.m. in the morning. And all of a sudden, the, the doors um, slam open, uh, slide open. So I don't know why they slam slammed. open. They slammed open. You know what? Stuff it. Slam open. We're, it's and, a cold night and we need oh, yeah. Absolutely. The young youths uh, <laughs> pop-locking it to some Tupac Shakur <laughs> in the ambulance bay. And in on the stretcher uh, comes in. Uh, a fairly, fairly uh, a portly woman portly. who's in a lot of pain and she's clutching onto her abdomen. Mm. She's clutching onto her abdomen. Now, it's a very busy night. The Japanese encephalitis virus is ripping through Melbourne on the back of the, on the, back of the coronavirus. <laughs> and so all that the Ambulance Victoria paramedics can tell you before they have been pulled away to another call is, right. this is Mary Hamrose, 54-year-old female, who's presenting with abdominal pain, acute, sudden-onset abdominal pain. Right. Okay? That's okay. all you've got for now. So what I want to ask you is, you did this to me last week. Oh, no. Yeah, you did this to me last week. So, but I, what I want you to do is ask me some quick-fire history questions, okay? Oh. And I'm going to answer back in real time because I think I want to simulate what a natural conversation would look like, but you've only got 90 seconds. Yeah, wow. Okay, this is intense. There we okay. go. Are we are we kicking it off? Yeah, we're ready, mate. All right. Um good morning, Mary. I'm Kevin. I'm one of the interns here at the Get hospital. Get to it, boy. Get to it. Oh uh, yeah. Um so I'd just like to quickly ask you a few questions. Please, please. And you and your pain a little bit better. Please. Um so I understand you're having some abdominal pain. Oh, it's uh, terrible. It's terrible. Uh yeah. could you uh have you had anything like this before? No, no. Well, well, I had gallstones many years ago, but but because of the COVID, they just sent me home with some paracetamol. But right, this, this okay. is far worse. Um, could you point to where you're feeling the pain? Yeah, it's just I don't know if you can see, you know, yeah. because it's dark lighting and all that stuff. But it's just it's just under my rib cage, but sort of in the center and to the left. 
So okay. under my left rib cage and just under my breastbone. So center right. left. Right. Okay. And yeah. if you had to use if you had to use an adjective to describe the pain. Oh, it's sharp, Kevin. It's sharp. Your name's Kevin, isn't it? Um, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have a sharp pain, sharp pain. um middle to left. Yeah. Abdominal yeah. pain, and did yeah. it come on suddenly, or have you suddenly? Suddenly, it was about two thirty in the morning. I'd had my, I just had a bit of, you know, I had finished off the bottle of wine that we were drinking, and about one hour ago, and thought I'd right. recline into bed, and then boomfa, it's hit me. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, and just to confirm, the time is now three. Uh, it's yeah. now three thirty in the morning. So you've had it for about an hour. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. how has it changed since it started? Oh, look, I feel, I feel like I don't know whether I'm imagining it or not because I've had a lot of back pain recently, but yeah. I feel like it's sort of spreading into the back, but right. I can't be certain. Okay, so it's moving into your back. Yeah. Also. yeah. Um. Yeah. Have you have you do you have past history of any like cardiovascular? Conditions? Oh well, I've had gallstones. I've had gallstones, which I told you about. They sent me home. Yeah. Uh, I've got very very high cholesterol. I've got yeah. some reflux, and I'm on some tablets. Right. And I've had this shoulder pain, and I was on ibuprofen, but I stopped because of my reflux. Also got type oh. two diabetes. Okay, okay. And um, have you noticed any changes in your bowel movements? Recently? No, they're fine. They're flying through. Right. Have you vomited at all? Oh God, I have not stopped. Have ah, not stopped, okay. Kevin. About seven times, seven times since this has happened, I've vomited in the bathroom. I've vomited outside, and the ambulance smells like vomit now. Right. I'm really sorry to hear that. I will try and get you a bucket. You've got oh. 20 seconds, Kevin. Before I just. Oh, leave. okay. Are you feeling feverish at all, Mary? Oh God, I feel cold. But this is the insulation or the lack of insulation in this hospital, Kevin. Right. Ten seconds. You feel cold? Are you shaking? Do you have? No, no, I'm not shaking. No, not okay. Shaking. And if no. I offered you a burger right now, would you eat it? No. Probably, right. but I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to lose oh, weight. Okay. I usually eat it. It's I offer you a salad right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it was an appropriate time for a burger, then yes, I would eat it. <laughs> okay. And are you taking any medications? Tomorrow? Just the omeprazole and my and my blood pressure medications and my diabetes medications and my cholesterol medications. Yeah. Okay. And do you have a family history of any particular conditions? Uh, my mum died of a heart attack. But you know what, Caven? I need I need my husband. I need my husband to sing me a song because that's the only thing that takes the pain away right right that's the only thing that takes the pain oh look here's dwight oh here we go you remember him oh. i remember his dulcet toes oh sing it to me baby oh here we go oh, we back now, our wedding song oh god dwight <laughs> hold my hand and sing it when the night has come oh yeah mm, and the lad is dark and the moon is the only light we'll see. Oh, this is gorgeous. Keep going. No, I won't <laughs> be afraid. No, I won't <laughs> shed a tear. Oh. Just as long as you stand, stand by me. Dwight's left me. Dwight's gone. Oh, He's gone. He's gone. Do you Dwight. remember Dwight? He was there three weeks ago. Do you remember him? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. The voice yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, and all he complained about while I was in pain was he said, oh, the doctor came and thumped me on the chest. You know, <laughs> it was ridiculous. And now, but then we go, oh, Kevin, thank you for asking those questions. No. Fantastic. No. Well done. Well done, Kevin. Yeah. We're going to freeze in time. You're now going to your registrar yeah. with little information that you've got here. And can you, you know, using the information on history that you found, and we're going to return to it a little bit, tell me what are three, your top 
three differentials at this very moment in time for Mary Smith Hamrose? Okay, um, so Mary Hamrose is a, I think, a fifty-year-old middle-aged Caucasian woman who's presented yeah. to the ED department. We're at so now, so three a.m. with a kind of one-hour history of sudden onset, um, kind of epigastric to left-sided, uh. Uh, abdominal pain that's of a sharp nature it's been constant since its onset um it's been associated with vomiting uh no noted like changing bowels uh she isn't particularly feverish uh well self-reported anyway with examiner um and i think yeah, I, I haven't, there are a few, probably a few more questions I'd like yeah, to sure, ask, sure, sure. Um, but that's basically the immediate picture. Yeah. Um, so I think, <clears throat> I think my first differential might, is probably a gastric ulcer. Sure. I think she, I think, I can't quite remember, I should have written things down, but I think she had some kind of history of uh, reflux, which mm. can be associated with that. Sure. Um, and the fact that it's left-sided um, and yeah, maybe the sudden onset could indicate some kind of like perforation or something mm. uh, related to that. But I need to elicit more things from the history, I think. Um, so in terms of epigastric pain, uh, she kind of has a bit of a cardiovascular history. So I think it's definitely worth thinking about a um, uh, aortic uh aneurysm uh you know that kind of epigastric pain i think i think because she mentioned it radiated to the back or maybe that's a dissection something to do with the aorta um i i might be a dissection actually yeah Um, yeah, sure so yeah aortic dissection is on there um i will just throw out i know it it's epigastric pain Oh no, and she's a fifty-year-old woman. It's just stuck in my head that, like, when you have a woman with abdo pain, like, don't forget to consider ectopic pregnancy. Outstanding! Uh, I'm so, so glad you oh, said that. Thank you. I'm so glad you've said that. Thank you. Um, but the fact that she's a fifty-year-old woman and it's epigastric, not um, what's the low abdomen called again? I always forget the name for it. Like the bottom quadrant. Is it hypogastric? Because like yeah, epigastric, oh, yeah. or hypogastric. I don't know. That Super makes yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah, super pubic area. Um, yeah. I might, it's definitely lower on my list, but you know, you gotta kind of consider it. Um, yeah, I guess those are the ones I'll have on my list for now. Fantastic. Um, the history Fantastic. of gallstones as well, but I don't know. I was, the fact that it's got more on the left side's a bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, mate, this is this is this is you have essentially. For me, I don't know about you, but for me, abdominal pain is just fascinating. It's yeah. a fascinating presentation because there's so many structures or there's so many reasons why there would be pain coming in, in uh, from the yeah. abdomen. Yeah. And and today, the focus is just upper abdominal pain. We're yeah. not focusing on anything else, upper abdominal pain. And just to clarify, and this may sort of you know ease your thoughts a little bit, the registrar has then gone in, Dwight has finished his seventh rendition of Stand by me by the great late Benny King. Um, and, and it's actually the pain has started right under the sternum, right under the sternum, oh, and she's okay. confirmed that it is going to the back. So center yeah. and left and going to the back. Just remembering, just remembering that. Yeah. So, mate, I've 
I know you're really into, you know, memory aids and mnemonics and, and, and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 So, and, and because of, I think one way we were taught in med school to think about, you know, um, pain in the abdomen was to think about what organs and what structures mm. are in each region. Mm. Um, but then that relies you on remembering what the organs actually are in each region. And, and, and I mean, you're very good at anatomy, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a bit limited in that sense. But there is a mnemonic um, yeah. for some common causes of upper abdominal pain. All right. And the mnemonic, ironically, the letters spell out upper stomach. Upper stomach. Okay. So and and this you, you have to you have to keep in mind there might be a few atypical presentations in here. I don't mm. fully agree with everything. Most mnemonics have a bit of tendency to it, but let's go. So the U, and I'm gonna just race through this. The U stands for urinary stone or infection, okay. supposedly. The P stands for pancreatitis. All which right. is which yeah. is a very interesting diagnosis, I yeah. think. The other P stands for pneumonia or PE, can also give you upper abdominal pain right yeah. yeah and e that was your thing ectopic pregnancy mm-hmm. and oh, of yeah. course you know we're thinking you know big dwight was in last week you know he's he's been recovering <laughs> <laughs> i'm not judging i'm oh, not judging God. but you know interesting interesting yeah. um the r and this is really tenuous really early appendicitis <laughs> Really, really early. What? Really early. You guys are really stre- like you know. I stretch with my antibiotics. Oh, I agree with you. That- I agree with you. But I'd say, although those are you know serious, the more serious ones I feel, which you touched on, come in the stomach part. So mm. the S stands for stomach perforation. Yeah, which is what you talked about. The T stands for twisting. So now mm. we're worried about volvulus. Right. Um, and O obstruction. Yeah. Bowel obstruction, big one. M for myocardial infarction. And especially in a lady who is quite portly with cardiac features, A was for the abdominal aorta. Is there an aneurysm? Is there a dissection? Is there a rupture? All those things. C stands for cholecystitis. Cholecystitis and cholangitis, a gallbladder biliary tree. And H stands for hepatitis. Mm. So I'm sure our seven listeners have written all those down. But (laughs) I think it's a really good way if you want to think about pathologies. There are quite a few. But that is the situation, and that's why we're going to show in this sort of case study how important a good history is, as well as how important the examination uh, Mm. is as well, to really refine what's going on. I'm glad you've given me that refresher, Dwayne, because I didn't even think of the accessory organs, and I think it's worth mentioning pancreatitis now. Yes, Um, I think it's extremely worth (laughs) mentioning. He says sheepishly. Uh, yes, and there, I think there are a few other good ones for this situation mm. um, that you mentioned. Maybe an obstruction as well, given yeah. that, uh, yeah. you know, especially if it's a small bowel exactly. obstruction, like the vigorous vomiting. Yes. Yeah, well, for both pancreatitis and the small bowel. Correct, correct. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Uh, Mate, that was a brilliant effort at the history. Oh, You're really man. good. You're yeah, really man. good. This is I now know why everyone calls you the goat of MMD. <laughs> no one um, has ever called And that is not because of the only reason why you caused a ruckus at an Ethiopian restaurant in Ballarat <laughs> last year, where you first suggested you did not want to eat the goat because it was some resemblance of Satan. It is the and, satanic animal. And then you and then you proceeded to shock the the owner, cook, cafeteria, restauranter, waiter at the Cafe Kamara on Sturt Street. 
and say, you know what? Give me all the goat you've got. <laughs> yeah. Mate, I'll be back. I left them an excellent Google review about that goat. I think he, oh, I think right. he cancelled you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think he cancelled you. Goat's oh, never been on the menu ever again. Um, <laughs> brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff, Kevin. I want to go back now to your history and really flesh it out a bit because we would have a bit longer than uh, yeah. a minute and a half. And like in many things with chest pain last week, but I also think with abdominal pain, associated features or associated yeah. symptoms are huge. So you asked about vomiting and you asked about bowels. Is mm. there any other information that's important in your mind when we talk about vomiting? Like what's the things that you want to know in terms of Yeah. Vomiting? So as we discussed just then, pancreatitis and small bowel obstruction are two things you potentially have on your list. So what uh, one thing that I think both of them can cause, but probably more with small bowel obstruction is abdominal distension. Mm. So I, I guess, yeah, if the patient was in front of me, I'd probably of course, be able of to course, see. Of course. Yeah, um, yeah. But for the sake of the exercise, I'll ask mm. if their stomach is distended or if they feel a bit bloated. Um, yeah. What would the answer to that be? Right? No, uh, no, she's not bloated. She's not, she's not, not bloated. bloated. Okay. No. And Besides her general adiposity, um, she is rotund but not bloated. Okay. And um, if you are considering liver things, I think yes. you always need to ask the four Ps. Yep. Um, I just didn't go there in my 90 seconds because it wasn't like it was left-sided, but fair, fair, um, I agree four with you. Ps. So poo, pee, yep. pruritus, and abdo pain. So we Fantastic. talked about abdo pain. Fantastic. So she's got abdominal pain. It is yep. eight out of ten. Eight right. out of ten. It's right. the most severe she's ever got. I mean, this is a woman who's popped out four kids with no epidural. Yeah. So she's got a pretty high <laughs> and she played touch rugby for the for the New Zealand team before she <laughs> and she, and she's so, married to Dwight Hamrose. There we go. That's the Dwight. ultimate pain of all. <laughs> yeah. So yes, eight out of ten can swell up to ten out of ten, yeah. radiating to the back. It is center left epigastric pain. Um there's no her, there's no issues with poos. They're flying okay. out normal colour. The urine, no issues there, no urinary symptoms, and no pruritus. She's not really itchy at all. Right. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think of other things. So, so the vomiting in the uh, bowels is more like related to pathologies in the GI tract. Yep. yep. Um, there, you could ask a few urinary questions if you think there's like a stone yeah. or something. It's really not looking like that, but mm. I like if you wanted to, you'd ask the fund uh questions so frequency urgency nocturia this year um anything there i'm not expecting no nothing there yeah, nothing yeah. Okay. um what else so we've done urinary we've done gi we did liver mm. um uh, systemic so i think i asked about fever yeah um, fantastic and i like it's acute so i'm not going to ask about weight loss and things like Brilliant. that Brilliant. I did ask about appetite. No one's it. ever asked her about weight loss, to be fair. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Why did you ask oh. me about the hamburger, Cameron? Oh, I. Well, if you've listened to one of our previous episodes. I'm the um, only one, mate. I'm the only one. Pendicitis, the hamburger yeah. sign. That's right. Uh, so if they don't want to eat that, if they don't feel like there was any possibility of them eating their favorite food, that's very sensitive for appendicitis absolutely now 
I know appendicitis is chiefly a presentation in younger patients, mm. um, but you can get it in older patients due to fecal lips. That's right. That's right. Um, which we discussed briefly. Literally a pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's mainly the associated features, but there probably are still a few more questions from the actual history regarding yeah. that. Yeah. So another another sort of memory device to to throw okay. at you, mate. Now I'm not. I don't know if you've noticed this because we saw each other on Friday night and the lighting mm. was a bit off and all that. And and you've obviously been in such great shape all your life. Oh, but mate, I've been trying hard. I've been trying hard to, you know, start lifting a bit of weight and uh, sorry, lifting a bit of weight and losing weight. And mm. um and recently I've been getting a bit of attention at the gym, mate. I've been getting a bit of attention at the gym. Oh, I'm not surprised. You know? And and ironically, that's that's cause someone else to turn up to the gym more often AKA <laughs> um but you know what mate i saw i saw this instagram instagram a social influencer okay. and she had her partner she was a gym model and wow. she had her partner and he was videotaping her while she was working out you right. know and and and, and different yeah. angles and and different lighting and then yeah. she said something she's like honey please video my abs and backside please video my abs and backside and i thought God, I mean that's a given. given you know, <laughs> I mean we're not here. We're not here for a Gamsat exam. God, <laughs> shout out to everyone who did the Gamsat yesterday, by the way. Um, but what a terrible time that was. But yeah. I, I was thinking about this in preparation for the case, and I thought, you know what? I reckon I can go a bit more tenuous and draw out some memory aids from the phrase "video my abs and backside." What? Right? <laughs> yeah. In terms of associated symptoms, it is really good to ask in an OSCE situation. Right, but I want to take the VID okay. from video, okay? And we want to ask about vomiting and the nausea yeah. with that. We want to ask about indigestion, heartburn, yeah. okay? And we want to ask about difficulty swallowing or dysphagia. So we're taking care of that top end there, right? So yeah. is there any any nausea, vomiting? Is there any indigestion, heartburn? Is there any dysphagia? Okay. Okay. We skip the my. We skip the my, right? And we go to the AB of abs. And yeah. you've already touched on these two things. Is there abdominal pain? Yeah. And is there bloating? Yeah. So well done. Fantastic. Yeah. You've already done three of these anyway. <laughs> and then the backside, it's not as much a mnemonic as it is to remember to ask about the back entrance, things mm. going out, right? Where you've talked about bowels and technically you can put, I mean, I'm not saying the urine comes out of the backside, but yeah. in terms of output, you're talking about urine as well. Okay. So that way in a high pressure OSCE situation, yeah. you're in front of the patient, you don't know what to ask. These are the things that you're going to be asking about. So vomiting, yeah. indigestion slash heartburn, dysphagia, mm. talking about abdominal pain and bloating, which usually comes up anyway because it's a presentation that they come in with. Yeah. Um, and then bowel motions and urine. So Yeah, I think that's such a good way to think about it. I yeah. think, yeah, for those GI symptoms, like if you literally just think top to bottom of yeah. the GI tract, what symptoms can you get? Absolutely. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Mate, that's fantastic. So given all that information now, do you want to refine your list of type notes? <laughs> yes. Because I, I thought I... they were pretty good to start with. So uh, thank you. Um can I just ask one more question about sure. the vomiting? Sure. Um could you describe what it appears fantastic. like? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic stuff. So yes, I've vomited i am sorry, I'll be merry again. Stop singing, Dwight. Stop singing. Um, <laughs> Get him out of the air. That's right, that's right, that's right. Um 
So the vomiting, I've vomited seven times in about an hour and a half. Yeah. I'm extremely dehydrated, but it's been mainly the rich fish and chips and roast and garlic and that we we had before. Is this the, are you concerned about anything in the vomit or would I you did, be aiming yeah, to Yeah, I'd like to, so there's no particular color to it. It's no, no, it's just, that. it's just, well, it was all the food and now it just feels like watery. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah so what, all I was doing there, Dwayne, was just because I have both um, a peptic ulcer and pancreatitis mm. on my list. Yep. Um, in a peptic ulcer, because you have blood mixed up in the vomit, you expect yes. to be a certain color. Um, yes. Whereas pancreatitis is just vomiting due to nausea. Fantastic. So that's Fantastic. pancreatitis on top of peptic yep. um, <laughs> ulcer for me right now. Very I've good. come out of nowhere onto my list. Um, so, yeah, wow. pancreatitis I think is number one for me because yep. you've got the sudden onset um yep. severe heavy gastric pain yep. radiating to the back um mm-hmm. you got the nausea and vomiting um did you what was she doing what was the precipitant to this again she was up she was she had actually gone to sleep they had had a big night of partying because oh, okay. uh, yeah 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 so she did there we go so the and it was suddenly it woke her up from her sleep essentially yeah. is how bad the pain was so the proximity to alcohol use, uh, mm. to alcoholic pancreatitis, but mm. you mentioned she had a history of gallstones. So mm. yeah, there's, the plot thickens. I'm oh, sure we'll discuss that soon. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I'm just thinking what else I had on my list. Uh, aortic dissection. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, it mainly come out on exam. Uh, yes. So very I good. still need to examine her. Uh, with yeah. an aortic dissection, I'd expect all kinds of like asymmetrical pulses. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Flushing, I think. On yeah. Different yeah. And, yeah. Like that. and I think here's a good point now as we move on to exams, Kevin, um, mm. is that just to remember when we're talking about those, any, any system that we talk about, and we did this with chest pain last week, is those red flag ones. That yeah. you don't want to miss. And ironic, so I'm just going to summarize it because you've actually mentioned both of it, uh, okay, or most yeah. of it rather. You've talked about the abdominal aortic aneurysm. You know, yeah. that's, a, that's a huge bloody thing if that thing goes. Bowel perforation, yeah. um, you know, in, in the setting of ulcers or, you know, whatever's going on. Yeah. Volvulus, because if the bowel twists and it remains twisted for too long, uh, you're then going to have cut off of blood supply. You're going to have an ischemic bowel, bowel situation there. Uh, mesenteric ischemia. Do you remember that one from second oh, year? Oh, God. Okay, yeah. That's like, because that, there's like kind of two kinds of ischemic bowel. Mm-hmm. I think mesenteric ischemia is when it's of the mesentery. Like Correct. The intestinal Correct. Um, Correct. One. Because you can Correct. also have acute colitis, which is another thing. Correct. Um, uh, yeah, mesenteric ischemia is the really bad one. Yeah, perforating kill you. So absolutely, absolutely. And then the other one you don't want to forget about is the MIs, so the myocardial oh, wow. infarctions. Especially, it's quite an atypical presentation, common especially in women, apparently, mm-hmm. um, and is is associated a lot with inferior wall infarctions. Okay. So it can give you upper, oh, upper abdominal. The lab. Hang on, no, not the lab. Is that no? That's I another think that's the, I think that's the RC. Is that the RCA? inferior that's an exercise for the reader (laughs) i think you're right though i know it's leads it's the leads two three avf yes i I can't remember what artery that would be letters and numbers letters and numbers numbers. um what was i going to say that yeah am i all right i probably should have asked about you know the standard palpitation shortness of breath yeah but to be honest mate to be fair 
in 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 terms of ninety seconds with you know the the bull that is Dwight Hamrose charging in, <laughs> I think you asked a lot of good questions. I think oh, you need to be proud you. of yourself. You know, don't put yourself down, mate. Life is like a flower for which love is the honey. Don't put yourself oh. down. You did really well. You did really well. Fantastic, mate. So now we've given her a bit of pain relief. We've given her uh, a bit of morphine as per protocol. She's settled down. Right. Dwight's trying to siphon up a bit of morphine for himself, but he's been shooed away. He's like, it's not your turn, Dwight. You've had your turn. You've had your turn. Um, and so as he voraciously consumes the uh, calorie, calorie, questionably calorie-dense meal that the hospital has given Mary Hamrose at about 3.40 in the morning, which includes four Jello cups and a chicken sandwich, yeah, um, yeah. which she would be interested in eating. Let's keep that in mind, except it's 3.40 in the morning. You then proceed to examine her. Right, she's right. still in a lot of pain, but it's, she, she's tolerating Kevin. The taught, where's Kevin to come and examine her? So what do you want to do with your examination, mate? And as you ask these questions, I will provide the findings for you. Okay. So I think you always begin with a end of bed assessment, right? So you just stand Perfect. there, have a look around, um, kind of how they appear, how well she appears. Perfect. Um, which I know is kind of an abstract term, but I think you just come to understand what that means. Yes, yes. So how well does she look? Mate, she's in, she's in pain, but she she doesn't look like she's going to code it in the next wee while. So she looks in pain, but not systemically unwell. Okay. And so I think you'd start, I'd start off with like the vitals and things like Should I bother with vitals or do I have access she's to She's tachycardic. That? She's okay. tachycardic. Her blood pressure is okay. Normal, normal map and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. She is respiring, um, you know, elevated respiratory rate, which has come down a little bit with the morphine. So I have reason to believe that it was in terms of the abdominal pain and just being in pain. Yeah. Um, the other vitals are normal. She's saturating well. And uh, her temperature is 37.9. Okay. Okay. So she's, I think that qualifies as feverish. It's definitely yeah, she's creeping. She's creeping. Yeah. There. yeah. Um, maybe I'll just take you, because I probably would just do a full abdo exam. Fantastic. So I'll, I'll just take you through and maybe what I'd be looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah. So start off with that. Obviously, sort of general, we talked about hand hygiene. Hand hygiene. <laughs> Never forget the hand hygiene. <laughs> um, so on general, yeah, general inspection, I'm looking for, um, okay, so her positioning's huge. So is yep. she is she moving around or is she keeping herself immobile? Because that's peritonitis. Reasonably, reasonably immobile, but people did see her going to the bathroom before oh, to present okay. present uh, to provide a uh, a urinary specimen. Right. So you can't okay. say that for investigations later. Yeah. But it was a it was very painful. But because we have we don't have enough bed, she's in the corridor. So she's either pissing in a pan in the corridor or okay. she has to go to the toilet. But she's okay. very sore but moving around. Right. Okay. Because yeah, if she was truly peritonitic, she would just be like all tight lying on the bed. Very good. Very good. So that's good to see. Um, and her abdomen doesn't look particularly swollen from the. No. No. Okay. No. Good. Uh, and she's not yellow or anything like that. No, she's she's not yellow. <laughs> that was not a racial term. That was I was referring to jaundice. <laughs> I'm not even going to acknowledge where they're coming. <laughs> um, okay, I'm looking at her hands. Um, yeah, I'm not. So there could be lots of chronic signs I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. More related to liver disease, but I'm just not. Nothing. Nothing. That. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And then, yeah, she doesn't seem encephalopathic, so I don't think I'd, like, Asterix is not no. sure how useful that is. No. Um, yeah, let, let me think what else I want to look. So you, actually get, you actually get her to stretch her arms out to look for oh, a metabolic yeah. flap, yeah. and she says, this is no time to be doing the Macarena. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is madness. <laughs> Meanwhile, old mate Dwight has finished, and he's like, one and a two and a three on Macarena. I'm like, not now, Dwight. Not I'm not worried that Dwight is encephalopathic now. <laughs> he's like he's losing the plot. He's singing. We need to get a psych console. <laughs> That'll be that'll be in your plan later. Side content for spouse. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a look at her um, chest again for more signs of it would be more liver stuff. So like spider nevi. Nothing. nothing. Um, what about a JVP? That's probably important. Great question. Yeah. You can't really see much of a JVP. Okay. And okay. you are renowned for seeing JVPs. <laughs> see so, them when they're not there. Yeah, and she too. keeps saying, "I'm so thirsty." I'm so thirsty, but they've kept a nil by mouth being an abdominal patient, which has just made Dwight very happy because he is everything by mouth. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get down to the money. I'm kind of beat around the bush enough. So I'm down at the abdomen. <laughs> oh, God. Don't make that face. No one thought that, Dwayne. <laughs> no one was thinking that. So <laughs> I'm back to the abdomen. Let's yes, move yes. on. <laughs> Okay, abdomen. So I already talked about the things you want to be looking at the abdomen before you even touch it is yeah. have a look. So um, you said there's not much distension. Is it moving with breathing? Yeah, yeah. It's it's there's there's nothing sort of looking at it in terms yeah. of scar. She does have a cesarean scar. Okay, there's um, scars. okay. She ha- and she had sort of laparoscopic scars because she had her appendix removed there some years ago. Okay, so that yeah. tells us she's had past abdominal surgery. So. Yeah. That's important, especially for things like uh, paralytic ileuses. Very um, good. So that's kind of just file that away. Um, uh, what else are you looking for? Maybe like veins and yeah, cap- nothing there, mate. Nothing, nothing there. there. It's, uh, it is a, it is a rather rotund uh, adipose protuberant. Abdomen. Okay. So now what I want to do is check for peritonitis, even though mm. you know. So the good way to rule it out is you can either. There's a few ways, kind of controversial topic. Um, right. The way I do it is um, I just like percuss their abdomen. Okay. And if if yeah. they're getting painful and percussion, yeah. that's pretty peritonitic. But some people, especially the older generation, like to do the rebound tenderness yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, There's no particular tenderness that you've elicited on percussion. It, it, she is very reluctant for you to percuss that sort of, upper right. that epigastric region in the middle yeah i think i skipped um a, another way to kind of check for paranoia yeah. is just ask her to cough um, yeah really good yeah. Really so good. she what do you mean by peritonitis mate just for the listeners out there uh, okay maybe paranoid. i should yeah because it can get confusing so by peritonitis i literally just mean inflammation of the peritoneal sac <laughs> another sac we are going <laughs> um now the thing is, like, that can be due to just local inflammation. So, like, let's yeah. say you have appendicitis and the appendix is inflamed. Mm. That can, like, creep and impinge on the wrapping around it. So that's why you can become, like, per- locally peritonitic yeah. in that area yeah. Yeah. as opposed to a generalised peritonitis where there's actually active infection inside mm. the peritonitic, um, like, space. Yeah. Um, yeah. where then, and then you get the whole general 
uh, mm. generalized picture so they're all over their abdomen yeah. like anywhere yeah. you even touch so it's exquisitely sensitive yeah um so things like getting them to even to cough will uh, cause massive pain um yeah. uh and that's not really the picture here mm. um but she could have is there anywhere locally she's quite yeah yeah quite quite tender in yeah. that sort of uh upper abdominal region okay right Just below um, the breastbone so we're getting onto palpation now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I do the palpation in all the quadrants. Um, yep. So, yep. and you're saying below the breast. Right? Sort of when you get to that right side, it's okay. But when you get to the middle, she's like, Ooh, <laughs> we oh. want mum away. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Right <laughs> now, put the salmon down and start singing In the Jungle, the Lion, the, the lion Sleeps Tonight. But she is, she is particularly painful there. But being right. a woman of song, yeah. And, and she doesn't want to swear because um, she starts singing The yeah. Lion Sleeps Tonight. Um, okay. So she's very tender in that upper abdomen, that central region. Central region. Anything on the right? No, nah, nothing much, mate. Nothing. Oh, I mean, there, there is a bit of tenderness there, but nothing compared to what that middle side was. Yeah, okay. So yeah. very much an epigastric picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and is she... So, uh, if was there rebound tenderness there at all? No, no, no not, not really. No. Okay. And um, I'd probably have a listen just for bowel mm. sounds. Again, mm. useful for like yep. bowel instructions. Yeah, so she's got bowel sounds, mate. She's got the bowel sounds. Good. Yep. Um, what else would I want? I think that I'm pretty happy with. That's really that. good. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. Um, a few other things to add. There's no particular sort of bruises or okay. ecchymosis anywhere. Right. Um, you know, there wasn't any ascites. Yeah. Um, really. Um, and just, just to keep in mind, because I'll come back to this later, she keeps saying that she's thirsty, but obviously she's, she, she can't drink cause she's no by mouth. Um, so um, that's actually a good point to make yeah. a critical note. I've been yeah. coming in acute, acute abdomen, nil by mouth. That's like, it. Straight away. That's it. That's yeah. And why, why would you go nil by mouth? Kate? Um, I mean, oh, if it's a bowel obstruction, you don't want mm. it to start filling up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to make it worse. Yeah. I it's think that's why. Like feeding you more. Yeah, <laughs> I assume there's other reasons why as well. That's the one I've always had. Yeah, I also think that with abdo, worst case scenario, you need to take them to theater, and they need oh, to be. Oh, of charged. course. So, no, uh, that's definitely why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's embarrassing. I'm a simple man. I just think simple, simple stuff. Um, yeah, good, yeah, good point. Good yeah, point. well done, mate. So that that's really good. That's really good. So so given what you got on examination from that mm. um would you ever listen to the lungs by the way oh i mean now that you say it <laughs> generally, i think generally. i think it's worth like when you're fully examining them do a quick like cardio rest anyway yep. um yep. so yeah i would do the listen to the chest listen to perfect. the lungs perfect um perfect. what why do you mention that am i meant well, to be well the only reason i mean one of many yeah. reasons that i mentioned that and i think it's going to be pertinent later on yeah um is that we had we had when we thought about upper stomach mm. pneumonia or pe oh, uh, that can also be there quite often more with kids um mm-hmm. we're sort of like lower lobe pneumonias can present a sort of upper abdominal pains just right. with the contour of the anatomy exactly. um, but something to think about and right, you're so so right in the fact that you're there listening to the heart anyway you might as well just quickly listen mm. to the lungs also um, useful i guess if, uh, for like fluid status um, perfect perfect 
uh, what do you call it? Pulmonary edema. That's like it. That. That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, brilliant stuff. So given those examinations, mate, um, yeah. do you want to refine, um, change um, anything with the differentials? I think it's very in keeping with pancreatitis at the moment. Um, you've got that epigastric pain radiating to the back. Oh, sorry. What was her vitals again? She was slightly feverish. She's, she's, she's slightly feverish. Yeah, 37.9. That... Oh, look at that. We've done it again. It's 38. Um, it's 38. So she's now officially feverish. Oh, okay. It's up. Yeah. Um, she's feverish. Yeah, so that indicates some kind of inflammation. Yeah. Yep. She was tachycardic. Uh, and um, and, yeah. Yep, and the blood pressure was stable, if not slightly on the lower side, but nothing in terms of yeah. you know, calling a calling a met call or anything like that. Yeah, uh, the respirate was high, has come down a little bit with the morphine. Sats okay. are good, right? Okay. Um. Yeah, I think I'm getting a bit of terminal vision for pancreatitis, though, so I'm trying to think of other things. I oh, sorry, what were her pulses like? Are they symmetrical? They are symmetrical, and the blood pressure on both sides of like. Yeah, so dissection's kind of down. Really good, really good. Well. Yep. Um, oh God, what else do I need to rule out? Um, and there wasn't really respiratory findings. No, nothing, nothing at all. Uh, equal, equal breath sounds. No. Yeah. Okay. I guess peptic ulcer is still possible. Mm. Um, mm. Doesn't really look like it, mm. but yeah. Is there any other differentials I should be? considering right i think now. you've got them i think okay. you've got, yeah i think pancreatitis is a good one i think peptic ulcer is a good one even if it hasn't gone to the point of like full perforation yeah it's still a it's still a good one yeah um possibly possibly gallstones could be in there oh, given yeah. her history yeah. and she's had a lot of rich food and she's sort of just i mean technically we think of the of the four f's which are not particularly politically correct. Um, but she, I mean, she's 50, but she's just out of that range. Can you tell us the four Fs? Yeah, sure. Female. Yeah. Um, Caucasian, which used to be, we used to say fair. Yeah. Uh, rotund, which we used to say was fat. And and 40, which was 40. Um, <laughs> no, 40 is now 20. Haven't you heard? That's mathematically correct and is driven by denial. Um, <laughs> mate, there's nothing wrong with getting old. I've got gray hair. I look like a silver fox. It's fine. Um, <laughs> So I think it's brilliant what you've done. So you're talking pancreatitis. <clears throat> you're thinking uh, ulcer, yeah. say peptic ulcer. And just just for lols, the third one, should we just keep MI still there, given that she's, yeah, a I mean, she's got yeah, a lot of okay. factors? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah I'd probably do an ECG anyway. Perfect. Well, hey, don't skip oh, over the Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> there we go. So now we need some investigations. So oh, tell me some oh, investigations yeah. and why. And I'm going to give you the results. Well, you tell me all your investigations. I'll write it down and then I'll. Let the nurse know what the results are. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. So when I'm considering investigations, I think bedside first. So mm. ECG given yep. could still have the atypical MI. Yep. Um, I think you always just – I'm trying to think why glucose, like a finger prick glucose would be relevant. Yeah. Um, My answer to that is always why not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so easy to do. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay, so maybe – I don't know. I feel really uncomfortable ordering something if I like can't find a way to justify it. Yeah. Um, but you never, yeah. Hang on, can't you no know, diabetes can protect can pre, uh what do you call it ketoacidosis can. That's what I was thinking. Maybe yeah, a type one diabetic. There we go. Yeah, that can present with uh yeah. with chest. I'm sorry, abdominal, abdominal pain. pain. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm happy with that then. All right, let's mm. move on to 
Bloods. Yep. Um, so in terms of Bloods, obviously an FBE, any kind mm. of inflammation, mm. glucocytosis, so white yep. cells up. Um, UEC, a couple of reasons. Um, mm. So if she's potentially going to theatre, you want to know her renal function. Fantastic. Um, and I think if you know, if she's going into renal failure because of like third spacing, uh, mm. so like under perfusion of the, not under perfusion, like under supply. Yeah, yeah. actually under perfusion. Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. Sorry guys. We had some technical difficulties, but um, as, as always on meeting medicine. <laughs> um, but so you were going I, through your bloods, mate. And you yeah. said, so far you had said, oh, actually let's just wrap up what you said to you. You said ECG, you said glucose, full blood count, looking for some inflammation, infection. Yeah. Uh, and you were talking about your UECs for renal function. Yeah. that's. I think that's where you were. Yeah, I said FBE for white cells. Um, so uh, abdo pain, LFTs mm. um, for like pancreas. Hang on. Yeah, LFTs. Let me think what I'm looking for. Like obviously liver inflammation. So yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, but you can also get cholestatic markers if it's like a gallstone pancreatitis. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then obviously the lipase, Reaper, uh, mm. like that's the test for pancreatitis basically. Yeah. Um, so definitely lipase. Uh, might be handy to chuck a troponin on the form, so yes. you can definitely rule out this MI. Yeah. Um, and. I know a lot of people often do lactates because it just indicates if ischemia is happening. So if we're worried about any like the bowel ischemia, which is obviously like a worst case scenario, so yeah, it's probably yeah. worth doing. Yep. Um, what else would I want? I think that's enough bloods for now. Yeah. Um, any imaging? Yeah, imaging. Like, say so if it's pancreatitis, like we probably would want to do a CT, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure where that comes like do i wait for the bloods or mm -hmm. should i just do a ct immediately mm -hmm. um in terms of i'm just considering ultrasound i'm not sure if it's going to be useful or not um what would i be using that for like signs of like edema mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. maybe but she's not particularly blown up uh like distension wise yeah um yeah, so I'm not too sure on the imaging, sorry. Uh, if you it's have okay, mate. Don't worry about me. Uh, yeah. That would be great. Oh, abdo x-ray, maybe. <laughs> yeah. This man is throwing the book at this face. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, what the options would be. I'm just not sure. I'm, like, having a glitch on the inside because I'm finishing my pediatrics rotation. And the policy yeah. is you do not test unless you, like, have to. So everything is, like, very Whoa. clinically diagnosis-driven. Oh, so, like, I quite yeah, so it's almost like you have to almost like over rationalize why you need need a test. Yeah. Not because there's no there's no services, but mm. because in terms of trauma, in terms of you know radiation and all that stuff, yeah, you want to just minimize. And I found that it looks it makes your like clinical rationale a lot better. Yeah, uh, to put it in. But but hey, this is adults, and we're just gonna scan everyone. So if you want to, <laughs> yeah, so, I feel like they'd definitely get a CT in real life. You know yep, what I mean? It's yep, like, yep. Yeah. Actually, yeah, let's whack the CT on that bucket. You can see <laughs> after. <laughs> Are you writing that on the uh, on the radio? Yeah. CT indication. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> let's do it. All right. Okay, mate. All right. Time for some results. Time for some results. So right. you uh you have finished you know your your fifth onion and tuna sandwich. 
and 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 suddenly you've started to experience a little bit of abdominal pain as oh, well. Wow. So, you, so you take yourself off to the cuppy air where the friendly nurse pages you with the results of, right. of all the things that you've included. So ECG, nothing to be found. Glucose within normal range, yeah. no ketones. Full blood count, you do have uh, raised white cells, raised neutrophils. Oh, not good. Sorry. Sorry, Mary. <laughs> Another thing to note is that the hematocrit, the hematocrit in your full blood count is, is rather elevated. Oh. Uh, in terms of the UEC, uh, renal markers are fine. Yeah. Uh, GFR is fine. Um, there's no sort of uh, kidney injury that's happened or anything Good. like that. Um, her potassium is slightly on the lower side. It's mm. uh, 3.4. Normal range is 3.5 to 5. Okay. Um, everything else is within normal range. Yeah. Uh, LFTs wise, mm. so the GGT uh, is raised. The GGT is raised. Wow, the cholestatic The cholestatic picture. So there is some cholestatic picture over there. Uh, but no sort of uh, ALT, AST are fine. Yeah. Uh, your lipase and amylase, um, it's extremely high. It's extremely oh, okay. high. Yeah. yeah, at least about four times above. Ah, excellent. Skyrocketing, skyrocketing. Mm. Nothing on the troponins, um, and the lactate is normal. Yeah, so yeah. in terms of your bloods, really, low potassium, hematocrit elevated, white cell count and neutrophils elevated, um, GGT is elevated. And mm. lipase amylase is elevated. And sorry, was the hemoglobin normal? The he- great question. The hemoglobin's yeah. normal. Okay, good. The hemoglobin. So is that ma- yeah, I'm becoming more and more confident in pancreatitis. Right. Why did you ask about the hemoglobin at this point? I think I was more what, like checking about a bleed. Um, okay. I'm, I'm I'm a bit hazy on it, but it would be depressed in an acute bleed, right? Yep, absolutely. Was, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. with the ulcer, with the peptic ulcer. Absolutely. Um, so, yes, I'm quite confident in pancreatitis now, mainly because of that. So there, guys, is what Caven has done there, is using investigations to confirm what mm. he had got on history. So mm. that's the right way to do it. Sometimes yeah. we can I, – I honestly think so, because Thank sometimes you. I think we can just think I, – I believe proper doctoring, proper nursing, proper medical care is using the tests – to rule in, rule out things that you have thought about rather than just throwing a whole battery of tests and then hoping there's some sort of correlation. Because as we talked about last week with things like CRP and D-dimer, if you haven't got a proper context for it, Mm. you've done a test, whoopla, well done, it can't confirm what you know, it's, it yeah. shouldn't just be on the tests. So well done, mate. The HP. Yeah. And speaking of, um, well, what I probably should have thrown in there, I don't know if they would have in ED, but yep. because we talked about maybe a beta HCG. I know she's oh, quite on. They would have ED. They would definitely, if they're going to do it anyway, they do it in ED. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yep. for that ectopic pregnancy. Yeah, brilliant. We're back. <laughs> I love how jarring this must be for the listener. Like they're just going along fine and then That's suddenly it. we're back. That's it. If anything, this is an actual representation of what happens at the ED because a lot happens and then oh, tests are being run and a lot happens and tests are being run. And so it's all about realism here. Um, so yeah, the beta HCG, mate, which you know, uh, I would say if anywhere they're going to do it, it'll be part of the abdominal workup yeah, uh, for okay. a female patient, but there's nothing on the beta HCG. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of your scans, now there was a bit of conjecture um, about the uh, need or – CT scan versus, um, you know, ultrasound, that was sort of your thing. 
Mate, the ultrasound of the abdomen of the abdomen is the first line imaging. Right. Okay. It's the first line because it's so easy to do. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Ah, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes that's sense. it. It's right there. You don't have to worry about, you know, if they of course a CT abdo pelvis is really good, but you need IV contrast. Mm. And then you're like, is the CT ah. scanner free? Um, obviously they'll have an IV line in place, but it's like, do they yeah. have uh, contraindications to getting contrast mm. that we touched about last week in terms of allergy to a contrast or pregnancy or mm. renal issues, none of which is an issue for her, but yeah. the ultrasound is the first line and it does show a fair bit of edema and right. swelling around yeah. the pancreas Makes sense. and, and it also shows um, a gallstone. Oh, it shows a gallstone just, just that, just blocking that sort of outflow tract or that connection tract between the pancreas and the, um, or sort of the ducts that come down and the duodenum. So there is a there is a gallstone that's that's there and blocked something. And I'm going to ask you sort of what the relevance of that finding is. Oh no, is that the sphincter of Oddi? That's, a, that's <laughs> the, the oh, sphincter of Oddi. My MD one anatomy is Clutch. particularly Clutch. <laughs> um okay so the significance of that um so i guess with pancreatitis you're thinking two principal causes i know there's like seven other ones or something and one of them is a scorpion like, there's about 11 there's about 11 so it's okay. i get it's i get smashed yeah that yeah yeah, so yeah i get smashed that's it and the ge is right at the top which is you correctly said gallstones is one and what's the other one Ethanol, right? Uh, so, yeah, alcohol. alcoholism, not literal ethanol, uh, like from the petrol station, but... Um, I'm sure that could cause issues. As I'm, well. Oh, I'm sure. Don't, don't put the bottle down. Well, to be honest, I reckon booze is a bit cheaper than, uh, than the petrol. Yeah, ethanol. these days, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, you, you're thinking, okay, is this a gallstone pancreatitis or is it a uh, alcoholic? So yeah. I was thinking alcoholic just because of that context. Probably should have taken more of an alcoholic history, but... Yeah. She yeah. also did have a gallstone history. Yeah, and it could be, it could be, you know, two. It could yeah. be two reasons. Yeah. And the reason that actually causes a gallstone can cause pancreatitis is it's fine if it's sitting up in your gallbladder, but what can yeah. happen is it can get a bit mischievous and yeah. sneak out into yeah. the bit of truancy. Bit of truancy. <laughs> yeah. Um, bit of, and it will sneak down through, and it becomes a problem if it sits in that junction i think mm -hmm. it's the sphincter of body i i really need to look up the anatomy um, oh, right. yeah. what, what happens if it is, is it can block um the i think the pancreatic duct yeah um and that becomes a problem because then you get this back pressure onto the pancreas yeah. none of the digestive juices can that's get a, into the a, uh, gi tract anymore yeah. and it's I, don't, I think it like kind of starts digesting. It's the, almost like an auto digestion. Yeah, uh, yeah. Totally right. <laughs> yeah, and and in doing that, I think we've discovered that this is pancreatitis. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, no, you're totally right. So there, there's another structure. I think ampulla of vata. Oh, the vata. <laughs> I think that's sort of coming in my mind as well. So you're totally right. Yeah. Essentially, you want the, you know your pancreatic duct is almost like an on ramp uh, onto the highway, which is duodenum. And yeah. duodenum, duodenum, sorry. Um, and that's right. And there's a car crash. This is actually how I explained it to a patient. There's a car crash um, at the most inconvenient spot, which is the gallstone. So actually yeah. you're getting traffic backing up um, on the on-ramp and, and, and sort of 
through the sort of smaller tributary roads to the freeway mm. and there's chaos happening on those roads in this sense there's, <laughs> there's this auto digestion by those proteolytic and lipolytic enzymes of the pancreas exactly. releases um very well done, Cayman. You're so right. So, this, so she had a few other risk factors, actually, that okay. could be. So so um, having very high or uncontrolled triglycerides is also another right. risk factor for pancreatitis. But usually when you're thinking pancreatitis, you're thinking gallstones and you're thinking ethanol. Um, yeah. Alcohol, sorry. Uh, absolutely. Um, the uh, radiologist bristled at the, uh, at the need for an abdominal x-ray. Um, because there was no signs of obstruction. There was no signs of peritonitis. Um, you did do a CT, um, and just to, just to confirm, and yeah. yes, there is, a, there is an enlargement of the pancreas, um, and there is a fair bit of fluid around the pancreas as well, but you haven't seen any pancreatic abscesses or you know, pseudocysts or anything like that. One um, thing, yeah, I think the other thing you'd want to look for, I don't know why I remember this, but... Um, Wait, did we use contrast for this CT? We did or? use contrast. We did yeah, so we should, it can help us check for, because when you're grading the severity of pancreatitis, it's really bad prognostic if there's areas of necrosis. Absolutely. Uh, so I think you can see that on CT if there's yep. areas that aren't enhancing. Yeah. Uh, so is there any of that or is it kind no, of? Nothing. No, nothing. Okay, no, good. None of that. None Thank of God that. for Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling better. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's it. So so really, really well done there. Um, so final diagnosis with everything put together. We've got a gallstone pancreatitis. Fantastic. Um yeah, don't well know what else to say beyond that. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> so so let's now go to management and really mm. sort of sort of bang in um uh, what you would do and just yeah. tell me why so we have confirmed the gallstone pancreatitis so what would be your approach to this patient let's assume she has an iv line in because yeah. you had to take the bloods and you placed an iv line in reminding yeah. you she is quite dehydrated she's in a yeah. lot of pain she's very uh, nauseous she has vomited another couple of times yeah she did have a low potassium um, and you know she's got gallstone pancreatitis, so that's a lot of stuff to deal yeah. with. Love you, what, what would be your what would be your sort of uh, management priorities? Yeah, okay. So I think I like to stay take a step back in ED and think of all the basic things first um, before we actually do the disease modifying interventions. So I think we usually start at fluids. Um, yeah. So in terms of fluid assessment, she's been vomiting a lot, um, so she's probably going to be dehydrated. Yeah. Uh, so we might start putting her on some um, fluids, like just saline or whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, so you start with that. Now, next thing for me. She's also nil by mouth. Are we just keeping her on saline? Is that your vibe? Or What could be some other considerations? God. Okay. So she's nil by mouth. What, what's the problem with the fluids? If so the, essentially is the thing with the fluids is the two questions you want to ask yourself is, do you want to give her a fluid bolus or no? Yeah, and if you do that, would obviously be normal saline. You're totally right. Mm. But then after that, because she can't drink or eat, mm. do you want to keep her on fluids? And if so, which fluids would you put her on? This is a bit of a. I have uh, no idea. Do yeah. I? Gonna need to tell me. <laughs> there we go. So, so this to so if patients are waiting for theatre, yeah, um, they can't eat, they can't drink, and she's already in quite a dehydrated state. Yeah, and you're worried about you know. I mean, her glucose was okay, but you're worried about that general you know. Okay. Um, energy side and electrolyte side for mm. maintenance fluids, you could probably put her on something called, uh, which is a mix of 0.9% normal saline. Yeah. And 5% glucose. 
So oh, now where she's getting okay. quite a lot of stuff. Some hospitals put them on Hartman's solution yeah, as well. So that's yeah. a bit of sugar, a bit of salt, a bit of mixture of stuff as well. <laughs> a bit of spice. A bit of spice. <laughs> and if you're not using Hartman's, which has potassium in it, then you could add a bit of potassium to your IV oh, fluids. Something right. like 20 to 30 millimoles per liter because yeah. she was hypokalemic. But you don't need to give her a dedicated like potassium infusion. It's not calling for that level. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, it didn't seem that bad. No, oh, it didn't okay. seem. 3.4 is a sparrow's yeah. fart under where it should be. <laughs> it's not too bad. But yeah, I, I always sort of, you want to think that you want to keep your patient, obviously they're starved, but you want yeah. to keep them sort of hydrated and giving them more than just salt water. Sorry, so was that dextrose? The glucose? Yeah, yeah, 5%, 5% glucose or dextrose, yes. Okay, great. Oh, that's great to know. Cheers, yeah. So uh, fluids so, is a really important part, so that's awesome. Yeah. So fluids, uh, next thing, uh, I mean, it's just vomiting, antiemetics. Yep. You know, with Any favourites? Um, oh, I know one of them's more expensive. So there's Metoclopramide on Dandetron, and one of them they prefer because it's Ooh. way I, sure. I have no idea. I have no sure. idea either. Jeez. We'll need to ask um, one of our mentors. Yes. <laughs> I can't, do, you, do you have from your clinical times? Do you no, have- no. I mean, I worked in child cancer, so it was more like give oh, the kids whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I didn't know there was a price difference. That's really good. Right. Well, exercise for the reader. <laughs> <laughs> Along with ECGs. Yeah. Uh, anyway, those are two you could write an exam. I don't think either are wrong. Um, yeah. Okay, what else are we thinking? Pain. Um, So, you you know, the pain management ladder. So you want her on the basic stuff first, um, like paracetamol and stuff like that. But she seems like she's in quite a lot of pain. So I think Mm. you can, there is a justification for opioids uh, acutely anyway. Um, So there's that. We talked about fluids. The fluids are especially important, I think, in here because in pancreatitis, all that inflammation is Mm. fluid leaving your vasculature. So, yeah, that just is very important. Um, Neal by mouth, we talked about in terms of nutrition. Um, You want – ah, what was her SATs? What was her oxygen? It was okay. She was great. So I think – those are kind of most of the acute things uh, you want to be thinking about. But now, obviously, you want to treat the pancreatitis. So yeah. the problem is the gallstones blocking up the pancreatic yes. duct. So yeah. we need a it's surgical, right? This is a surgical problem. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. There's probably not an absolute medical intervention, is there? For this, <laughs> oh, is that like a conservative management option? <laughs> I I feel like we have done the sort of conservative management. Okay. Like the supportive cares. And a really yeah. good fact to chuck in here yeah. right now is that intravenous fluid resuscitation in the first 12 to 24 hours has the greatest impact in outcomes on patients. Really? Yeah, that's it. For the reasons that you've said, there could be a lot of thirds, you know, obviously yeah. massive inflammation, capillary leak, third spacing. Yeah. So you actually weight wise, you're not dropping that much because it's all in your sort of interstitial spaces, but yeah. you are intravascularly depleted. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially so yeah it's it's the fluid uh, fluids are the main thing and it was yeah just before we move on mate um to the surgical stuff is uh, i mentioned that the hematocrit uh, i've gotten away no no, i I, the hematocrit was high so um any thoughts on that he's dragging me kicking and screaming you gave me the bloody d dimer shit last week so there we go (laughs) I, all I, Jesus Christ, I really need to revise my FBA, but I think 
Hematocrit is it's something to do with like proportion of mm. volume in the yep. blood of red blood. So like nailed it. Yeah, proportion by volume of red yep. blood cells in the blood. Yep. Um now, did you say it was high? It was elevated. Okay, so just working from first principles, I think that would mean that basically she doesn't have a bleed. So I think like the red blood cells are all still there. Mm. And all that's happened really is that you've got less kind of fluid that's floating. Mm. So mm. by volume, the red blood cells take up are taking up a greater percentage of that's the blood. Is that's that right? Absolutely. Dehydration. Uh, Hematocrit is important because if it's elevated in this picture, you're thinking about is that a marker of dehydration? And it sort of like calms you down because you're like, okay, now we just need to right. rehydrate. Whereas you're correctly right saying that if the hematocrit is in the boots, mm. then you're worried about is there a bleed going on? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And then the, obviously hemorrhagic hematic, uh, pancreatitis is a huge massive mortality rate associated with mm. that. But luckily that doesn't happen too often. Uh, especially yeah. if it's picked up, uh, pancreatitis yeah. picked up early. Yeah. Um, yeah, any surgery? Does she need surgery, mate? I mean, we've starved the poor lady. Does she need surgery? Yeah, I think especially in gallstone pancreatitis, you're worried about it becoming a um, what's that word? Cholangitis. Cholangitis. Yeah, because yeah. since you got all that blockage, there's yep. a real risk of the tract starting to become infected from yep. the stasis. Yeah. Um. So, and that is a real medical emergency. Mm. If this isn't like that corollary of it would yep. be. So, I think, I think they usually do opt for this surgery. I'm just trying to remember what this bloody surgery is called. <laughs> I used to know last year. I watched one. <laughs> I just can't remember what it's called. Um. I know it's got the accurate. It's like something CP or something. ERCP. Yeah, there we go, ERCP. And go. I don't ask me what that stands for. I, I don't even want to know. <laughs> don't even want to know. Exercise for the reader. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, they go in and get the stone out. I yeah. think that would, Oh, don't they get rid of the sphincter as well or something? That's like right. That. That's right. Yeah. So there's a bit of sphincterotomy and yeah, stone yeah, removal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I think. Now, in, in patients, like, in patients, funny enough, you're totally right, it's an ERCP, they decide surgery, um, and in patients like Mary Smith Hamrose, mm. uh, I don't know why I love saying that, it just sounds like it's Mary Smith Hamrose, um, <laughs> is that because there's been now so many issues and so many presentations with gallstones, they might just go and do a cholecystectomy as well and just end ah, this one yes. Because there's just, you know what's going on right now. You can, I mean, there's no surgery for alcohol-induced, but there is for this gallstones. And it is by far still the most prevalent etiology when it comes to um, Mm. pancreatitis. Um, Mate, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Thank you for your um, beautifully composed case. That was exciting. It was musical. It was... That's it. everything I could watch. That's it. I have I have just one more thing to say. Oh, and this, is, this is the thing. So pancreatitis um, is actually, although this case went quite well, um, mm-hmm. and she came to a tertiary center, which had all the help and stuff, and, and obviously the great Kevin Giebe, um, <laughs> as she pronounces it, um, <laughs> pancreatitis is something that can go quite bad. Um, yeah. And you can have a lot of the complications, mainly because of the, the, the fluid shifts. So I remember last year in our surgical term, when we were talking about pancreatitis, there was a patient who had actually been transferred from a quite a rural hospital yeah. um, because they, he, he developed pulmonary edema. And that was because of the fluid shifts. 
Wow. Um, so and then had sort of hyperperfusion of the organs and went into sort of end organ failure. So it was quite dramatic yeah. from uh, from something that you think oh yeah pancreatitis and we've talked about it quite quite mm. simply over here. Yeah. And another thing I found really interesting with this patient that I'll always remember is that hypercalcemia, a high calcium, is a causative can be a causative etiology for pancreatitis. Oh really? It's really niche, right? But yeah. in this patient. His calcium actually went from very high to very low, dramatically. Very high to very low. Do you know why that might have been? God, do I know. It was was so niche. It was so niche. Okay, why would that be? So high, I'm trying to think of the complications of, yeah, no idea why. essentially, Essentially, apparently what happens is that you mentioned that there's that auto digestion right oh, happening okay. mm. and one of the enzymes released are lipases mm. right and and the lipases actually start breaking down the fat that the pancreas is naturally surrounded by wow and those breakdowns go and bind to any calcium in the body that's so interesting exactly so it's called saponification essentially they get these calcium soaps that build up so essentially you go from a period where you had too much calcium yeah which causes its own issues and you could have had pancreatitis because of it yeah to suddenly devastatingly low levels of calcium which then can have issues with muscle and your heart and stuff like that so Mm. this has happened with this patient i always it's one of those things where you read it sort of like on amboss or in your textbooks and you're like oh, that's never going to happen. Yeah. But, but not only did the fluid shifts happen, but also the calcium soaps. So something interesting to look out for is what's the calcium doing with the patient? Yeah. Because if you have that transition from high to low or normal to low, mm. then you're worried about how severe and how progressed uh, the yeah. pancreatitis actually is. You've actually reminded me of something I might mention yes. as well. Um, because I was just thinking of one of the patients we saw who had pancreatitis mm-hmm. and so he had the alcoholic pancreatitis ah, yeah. and he had yeah. a really severe alcoholic pancreatitis yeah and um i think it's kind of relevant because we're talking about the management and mm-hmm. the idea that so th- there's not really like a surgical management if mm-hmm. there's if there's no you know there is if there's a gallstone blocking yeah. up but if it's alcoholic it's just you know, you can't remove surgically remove the alcohol. Um, and this guy, yeah, he'd just been on the ward for like literally four or five weeks, having the worst time. And there's, it was just purely supportive um, management. But he had it so severe, actually. He had um, that this sign that I think even the consultant was like, I've only seen this three times. Yeah. And it was the, I've just Googled it while you were chatting. It was called um, a Grey Turner's sign. And I think it's in a lot of... Grey Turner's sign. That's ecchymosis, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's because you're getting retroperitoneal bleeds because the pancreas pancreas is retroperitoneal. Yeah. Um, And so they're like, they get all this like bruising on their uh, flank, essentially. And it's super super rare. So it's like definitely not meaty, but it's a bit of a spicy sauce for your meat. That's um, a bit of garnish. Yeah, yeah, it's super interesting. But it yeah. does come up in like med school exams because obviously oh, the rare, the shit yeah. that comes in med school exams, well, you'll never see on the wards. Like, <laughs> yeah. Except in our cases, we saw two of the very niche complications. And <laughs> yeah. I guess in both of our cases, that's a sign that things are going really bad. And yeah, really exactly. Yeah. Thing, it's so. a terrible, um, di- terrible diagnosis, mm. I think, from like the point of view of the patient. It's definitely Absolutely. not fun. Uh, yeah. And you've got to think the pancreas is such an integral endocrine and exocrine role. So if you're having massive insults to it, 
what are those long-term things as well in terms of glycemic control and all the other roles that it has so yeah oh, i actually don't know much about long-term complications that well maybe that might be a different episode i think yeah. that might be a different episode but i i dare say that it's such an integral organ yeah if you're if you're butchering it there must be some oh some i reckon you're there. definitely right that's yeah. another yeah. good little fun bit of homework for there we the... go yeah a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of work for the readers and the yeah. listeners I love um, this podcast. We just pose questions to the listener. <laughs> and isn't that the point of education? Um, so there we go, guys. So that is the – have you learned something, Kevin? You've done oh, really well. I thought I've you learned, learned. I've learned, dare say, too much. I think there was a lot of deficiencies in there, but we have ameliorated them thanks That's to it. your hardworking research and um, excellent presentation skills. Yes. That was so good. Oh, thanks, mate. I love appreciate it. it. And once again, guys, thank you for listening to episode 14 of Meeting Medicine. And remember, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Thank you. Have oh, a great day. Beautiful. All right. We'll see you next time, guys. See Thanks you, mate. For checking in.